Dwayne Ford, CFL analyst, joining me now. Dwayne, why is it always men doing stupid things at sporting events? Why can't women also do stupid things? <laughs> You're married. Well, I, you can tell. You can tell me. Yeah, I, you know what? In in the Ford household, I suspect that uh, I, I may be. Hopefully, my wife isn't listening to the radio right now. But <laughs> I think I'm actually the less likely one to misbehave at a sporting event. I'm just saying. Really. I'm yeah. I'm telling you. She yeah. gets like, does she get all juiced up, or is she just <laughs> she just excited for sports in general? Well, I know she's you know a big what? sports fan. I would say it actually probably depends on the uh, on the the level of sport. You know, I mean, we've we've kind of both spent enough of our lives around pro sports that we we generally behave ourselves in the stands at sporting events. But uh, yeah, I do I do worry about her her blood pressure a little bit during uh, when the kids are playing basketball or hockey. Oh, is she going to show up on that Twitter account, AAU Bingo, for a great <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, yeah, the one I'm, I'm waiting for, actually, is you know the, the infamous clip of uh, of the boxer's mother running into the ring with her shoe <laughs> and hitting his opponent? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah. As my son is now playing high school football, I, I have visions of my wife running across the 55-yard line chasing an opposing player. Well, just to say, no studies have conclusively proven that CTE comes from being struck by a mom uh, with like a purse full of buckles or whatever. So uh, she's all good. Uh, Dwayne, you and I were talking on Sports Center yesterday about the Johnny Manziel trade. Uh, why did Montreal do this? A uh, couple of reasons. Um, you know, the two things that, that stand out to me is, as I try to look at this from the perspective of Montreal general manager Cavis Reed, number one. Um, you know, I think Cavis Reed recognizes that this is a team that has, has struggled for a few years and kind of needs to, to get some wins on the board now, and before, especially before they start falling behind in the East. And the, the most likely or fastest way to do that is for them to, to get better. You know, I, I shouldn't even say the fastest way, but the most apparent way, I think, to most people watching that team is for them to, to become a little better and a little more dynamic at the, the quarterback position. So just getting better is, is one thing because there's a little bit of a sense of urgency, I think, for the, the regime that's there in Montreal. I think another thing is when you are the Montreal Alouettes or any team in the East and you kind of take a look around the division, you go, you know what, nobody's really running away with this thing. And it's a little bit of the, that NBA mentality, and especially as it, it matches up in the East versus West, where if you're a team in the East, you look and go, you know what, if we make a bold move, we, that, it might make a big enough difference you know, to, to make some noise within the, the division or conference, as the case may be. And so I, I do think that there's, there's that piece to it as well, and the feeling that with Johnny Manziel and having a past relationship with, with Mike Sherman, that the, the results they might get from him there might be a little bit more immediate than than they might be for Manziel going elsewhere. Some of the, the Twitter reaction to this trade was, okay, we get to see Johnny. Some of it was, wow, that is a desperation move by the Alouettes. Uh, where do you fall on that, on the quality of giving up you know, a Canadian defensive end, a legit receiving starter, and two first-round mm -hmm. draft picks? Yeah, I, I don't think that it's a, a desperation move. I think it's certainly a, a bold move. But when you, you look at the Montreal roster, like, see, Montreal's been very unique defensively, and it's something that we've talked about a little bit on uh, on on game broadcasts, but maybe not enough. Like, they're they're a team that where most teams, in terms of using seven or more Canadian starters, teams will typically use maybe two of those starters on defense. 
Uh, Montreal is a team that has started four very good Canadians on defense and two Westerman brothers on that D-line and Enoch Mwamba and Chris Aki in the, in the linebacking core. And so when you look at having some flexibility, especially now with the arrival of Tyler Johnstone on the offensive line, that, that you can have enough Canadian starters on offense that you have the flexibility that you don't need to have a starting Canadian defensive end in order to, to kind of manage your ratio. And they've still got enough depth on, on that D-line that, that they can do some things. Um, in the receiving core, yeah, I would say that Chris Williams is, is obviously unique in terms of being um, a proven deep threat in the league, and that maybe separates him a little bit from, from some of the other guys in the, the Montreal receiving core. But I think as you're seeing Eugene Lewis develop as a guy who, who can get open deep a little bit, um, you know, B.J. Cunningham proven to, to some extent, maybe not necessarily as a guy who's going to take the top off defenses. But I think they also have high hopes for, for Chris Harper, who's played for them the last couple of games, as a guy who is described as, as having a little bit of Chris Williams in him, you know, that they, uh, that they hope that he can be that guy for them and, and eventually sort of fill Chris Williams' shoes. So in, in that regard, um, you know, I think they look at it as, as dealing from a little bit of, a, of positions of depth or at least flexibility that they could afford to move the guys that they moved. Tell me if you don't want to talk about this or tell me if you don't know uh, on this front, but do you think Hamilton learned anything about Manziel in, you know, six regular season weeks and a couple of preseason weeks that made them go, e maybe we move on. Maybe we take this deal while it's available. Uh, you know, anything that I have heard from, from the folks in Hamilton about Johnny Manziel has been positive both as, as football player and as, as a teammate. You know, everything has been has been positive. I do think that from a, from a Hamilton point of view, um, the one thing that I do suspect maybe is that they have recognized that if Manziel wasn't going to be the starter, I don't think it's something that they were oblivious to, but if if he wasn't going to be the starter, there was going to be quarterback controversy. And, you know, I this is just my own perspective on it a little bit, but from a team point of view, I think that Hamilton wants to avoid that controversy, quite frankly, you know, that, um, that, that has nothing to do with, with Johnny Manziel's behavior or anything else, but just the presence with, with, with which he arrived in the Canadian football league. There are a lot of people waiting to see him play. It's almost a little bit like that. We talk about Derek with the the Canadian quarterback thing, right? Mm -hmm. When you have a Canadian quarterback, everybody wants to see that Canadian quarterback on the field and is, is pushing for him to get on the field. And it it sort of creates more discussion and controversy around the position than might otherwise happen. And I would say it's the same kind of thing with, with Johnny Manziel as people want to see him get out, get out on the field and, uh, and are pushing for that a little bit more than, than otherwise. And, and that's not necessarily fair to, to Jeremiah Masoli as a starting quarterback. It's, it's fascinating because Masoli's numbers, yes, he throws for over 300 a game, but four touchdowns and five picks, uh, mm-hmm. is, is the horse that, the, you know, they've hitched their wagon to now for good, which I find interesting. I, I want to ask you about this and I don't want anyone to think I'm being flippant about this, but Montreal is a very famous city within Canada. 
Uh, it is very famous for being very entertaining. And if you if you are a young man with some money and you'd like to get in trouble, you can do it in Montreal. You played in you, Montreal. You, of course, are referring to Cirque du Soleil. Uh, I mean, obviously, that's not everybody can bend like that, right? And those people, you go, honestly, if you get a chance to go to the bar with Cirque du Soleil people, do it. It will change your life. Um, so uh, there's all sorts of things available for a young man with money in Toronto. Uh, pardon me, in, in Montreal. Manzel says, I mean, he was in rehab, recovering alcoholic. Uh, there's, this could go horribly, horribly wrong. I would, uh, I would say that about, about any young man, as, uh, as you alluded to. But, yeah, I, I, I do agree. Like, it's, it's not something that, um, that in the big picture people are, are flippant about, given, given some of Manziel's history. But I, I do quite honestly think that uh, when, when you hear the discussions of, of Johnny Manziel opening up about his, his own battles with mental health issues and, and those sorts of things and, you know, kind of feeling that he's passed those. I do think that the, the risk is less, obviously, than, uh, than what it was before. I think there's a sense of urgency for, for Johnny Manziel to, to do the right things now, the things that are, are best for him in terms of his football career. And that sort of means focusing on football and, and not on other things. And, you know, I mean, as far as, uh, as far as Montreal and the reputation of Montreal, I am, I am certainly well aware of it. But, um, you know, when I, I look at even being in Hamilton and you're, you're down the road from Toronto, which is a big city where, you know, there's all sorts of bars and everything else and places to, to hang out. And you're down the road from Niagara Falls where there are a couple of casinos and, uh, and that kind of thing. So the, the risk is, is never far away. And it's, it's just a matter of him choosing to do the right things. And he apparently has done those so far since he's been up here and, uh, and, Hopefully, and I, I believe he will continue to uh, to make the right decisions. Yeah, you hope he does because I mean, he if everything goes right and the way he expects it, and the way Montreal expects it, and the way Hamilton expected it, he's 18 months away from being back in the NFL, right? Like he's he's 12 weeks of this season plus the all of the 2019 season, and he could be back in the NFL where he feels he should be and where he can make zillions upon zillions of dollars. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's the goal for Johnny Manziel. That's why he's here, and I think he's he's got his eye on the prize. You know, knowing that he has to to prove himself up here. I don't think that he or his representatives look at it as as a foregone conclusion. They they recognize that it's it's something that he has to earn. And now he's he's really being given an opportunity. The first opportunity obviously came when when Hamilton signed him and brought him to camp and and gave him a league in which to play football. And now Montreal has has given an even bigger opportunity, obviously, basically anointing him as their starting quarterback, <laughs> ironically, with the first start expected to come not this week, but next week against his old club. Oh, that will be amazing. Uh, Dwayne, I have 30 seconds. Uh, the preseason over-unders for starts were t- was eight, and for uh, touchdowns past this season was 22 and a half. Where do people who bet on those, where are they going to go? Over on the starts, and, and what, are they t- what happens on the touchdowns? Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go over on the starts because you got to believe they're gonna give him every opportunity to to be the guy unless he he fails miserably. And I, I don't think he's gonna fail miserably. I think there are certainly gonna be ups and downs like there would be for any for any young quarterback or new quarterback to the CFL. So I'm going over on the starts. I think he's elusive enough to to avoid serious injury. Um, in terms of touchdown passes, twenty two and I'm a half go in under. twelve games. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going under. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, Aaron Karolnik, the morning producer, will be super happy to hear that. He's uh, <laughs> he may lose the first one, but he'll take the second one. So I, I might have Aaron living in my basement if we're both wrong. Is this what you're saying? <laughs> That's entirely possible. <laughs> but just sit, just send your wife after him. She'll take care of that stuff. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> Dwayne. I could talk to you for another half hour. Thank you so much for being with us on Toronto today. My pleasure, my friend. We'll talk soon. CFL on TSN analyst Dwayne Ford. He tweets at Dwayne Ford on TSN every two years or so. But when he does, he breaks Johnny Manziel trade. So follow him on Twitter.